Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how you doing today? I am doing great. How is Addison doing? I am doing pretty good, man. It's uh, it's nice to have a new bike again. Well, newish, newer than the eighty one and eighty two by a long shot. And you're already taking it apart. I'm not taking it apart. Yeah, I got photos, man. I got well, proof. Well, removing covers and seeing what's underneath is just par for the course. I, you get you got so excited about finding some hardware underneath some covers. Well, I'm understanding how the stinger mounts, understanding how everything mounts in the rear, so I can look at making a rack for this year's trip. That's the one thing, that's not, the, of the two things, we talked about this last week, but okay. the two things that really need to be changed for this to be a viable all-around do-it-all bike is some way to store luggage mm-hmm. or a backpack or anything. Right now, there's no way to strap anything to it, really. Sure. And mirrors, because I just don't like those mirrors. So what are you going to do for luggage? I'm going to make a rack. Okay, okay, that's great. What, what's the rack going to do? It's going to hold stuff on top and give me mounting points for bungees and tie-downs. Okay, so you're not going to have any hard luggage that you're going to put on the side of it? You're not going to build some out of some jerry cans or some ammo cans or... Nope. I know, I'm being loud. Well, that wasn't you. It was the... uh, Did you fart? The uh, shotgun shell in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't know where that came from, but... uh, Nope, no no plans on that. I've got good luggage. The same stuff I used on the Scrambler. Got a, a soft bag with a moderately hard bottom. Okay. It's, yeah. you know, it's an ABS plastic. I mean, it'll, it'll fold if you strap it down too tight, but it holds itself up for the most part. So I need something that'll basically give me tie downs on the rear seat and give me a little tail section that I can put a tent and a sleeping bag and those basic dry bag goods on as well. If I can do that, then I am good to go for up to a week-long trip with no concerns at all. Okay, so what is the long-term foreseeable goal for modifications as this comes? Now, I know you're not going to want to do a lot, but as you um, create some add-ons and you're designing these and developing them, is the intent for the products that you're going to manufacture for your own use to be available to the public. Not necessarily on this one. The rack is something that you're not planning on doing. Not necessarily. These bikes, I mean, they haven't made the same bike since 2011. There's not, I mean, there's a market. It's a very popular bike, but it's not anything that hasn't already been altered or adjusted. And there's, I mean, it's pretty saturated market as it is. So why not just buy uh, buy a rack? Because they don't really serve the purpose I want. What are they made for, then? They're made for putting a little tail bag on the back, putting up to, what is it, 15 pounds. And there's a chance, depending on where I'm going, or bringing sleeping bag and tent and, and long trip items, that I could want more than that. They're not made to the standard that I use or trust. Okay. They're great for strapping a, a small plastic top case on and putting a coat in there, mm-hmm. right? Or an extra helmet. But throwing a week's worth of camping gear on top of a rack i don't want to worry about it bending breaking leaving my stuff stranded on the side of the highway sure and destroyed so similar to what i did on the scrambler built a a rack that i knew would support the weight required adds a little bit of weight but it makes sure that it's done right gives me the tie down points that i want on the side of it 
allows me to kind of make it exactly what I need. Um, so it'll make it a bit more custom on my standpoint, but it's not going to be a production type. Well, I think it depends on how you look at it. I mean, how focused are you going to be on function over form, or does form matter? Form matters. Okay. But it's easy enough to uh, build something that kind of fits both when it comes to a rack. Okay. Good tube bender, some tube, some welding, some paint. It's not, I mean, deconstructed, it's pretty simple. But obviously getting that actually done requires a lot of back and forth and bending. And I mean, it's a a handful of days worth of work. Sure. Have you already started catting this? No. No. I'm surprised. I haven't played on CAD yet. I'm surprised. Um, but I have started mocking up cardboard and, and some other stuff to simply... Okay. You saw some okay. pictures of where I tore it apart. I was also putting pipe in there and seeing what fits where and how to mount it to different I like that you just so. left the Allen wrench in for the one photo. That was good. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... Was just that gonna, was important. I, I was just going to put that. it all back together. Yeah, I thought maybe you were doing a how to remove the plastic yeah. video or, or a tutorial of some sort. Everything is pretty easy to get to there. That was nice. Okay. Took, you know, a few minutes. I had everything apart back there. Could have been replacing or putting a, a tail tidy. That's also on the list, but... Now, did you remove the old? Less priority. No, you didn't remove it yet. No, the the turn signals are all associated with that tail, the stinger. Okay. So I've got to figure out and make a quick plate that I can mount everything to. You don't need any turn signals on yeah, that. Yeah, then I do. This is a you daily... don't even need insurance in Washington. Why do you need turn signals? That's not true anymore. You need insurance in yeah. Washington? Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. You, you had a... <laughs> Still incredibly affordable. Okay. But, yeah. It's not a big deal. But you don't have to smog your car this year? Or ever. Ever? Yep. We're done. Okay. We don't worry about that stuff. Sorry, just an interesting... Did they pass the uh, the regulations and laws about motorcycles being able to uh, split lanes and stuff? Nope, that Oregon and Washington are both still playing with those and the different governmental homes, the House and the Senate. I know I sidetracked, but I was really curious if you'd been following any of that. I followed for a while and it kind of just got stale and everybody's just sitting on it and it's kind of a stalemate where well, neither, I mean, one side wants it and they wants it the way they want it, right? The motorcycle industry yeah. wants it to be just a logical, basic way to do it and... <clears throat> There's not really a give in that, right? It's more of a here's something that we can change. And I don't think there's a lot of, right? There's no financial benefit. There's no clear yeses from government in doing that, right? Okay. If there was a special government pass you had to own to be able to do it, I'm sure it would get passed immediately. Oh, then yeah. there's well, a financial gain involved. Sure. Yes. Instead, this is like, hey, why would we spend our money and time writing up this legislature if... We get to solve out. congestion on these busy roads. That's, but the that's problem is that's not a off. clear, right? You can't go to the news and clearly state that because the news, someone in the news will then go state that it's more dangerous and it's going to, right? It's a debate. It's not a clear cut. Oh, Everyone has their opinions. Politicians love debating. I understand, but it's not a, it's, it's a very much opinion based issue. And as we know in this country, opinion-based issues take forever to have any resolution. Yeah, that's fair. Unless so, it comes so you from are the president still, himself. So you, well, so you are still <laughs> so you're still loving your bike, though. Loving it. Yeah, I went for a ride Friday, the long way home, up through High, Bridge of the Gods, down Highway 14. Got to really get on it a few times. Enjoyed, you know, a lot of those passing lanes are very curvy and uphill. It's nice to uh, have more than enough power to take advantage of those. Yeah. 
It was a good time. Yeah. Starting I've, to get a little bit I've more enjoyed. comfortable with how it performs on these various uh, weather conditions and different road conditions. Sure. I mean, it was relatively dry on that sure. trip, so it wasn't, you know, being necessarily crazy on it or anything overly fast mm-hmm. in what I was doing, but definitely comfortable in what it can do on a basic standpoint. Sure. So. Well, and Probably. Rob was supposed to go for a ride with you on lunch on Friday, and it sounds like he decided uh, going on his own ride was more important. So I was a little disappointed. Thought I was going to hear a little bit more about that, and we talked about that today. Well, so, we ended up going up to the bridge. There, sorry, going up to Multnomah Falls. Did you after work? Did you? And then he split off and headed south. While oh, I okay. North, How so. did that go? It's fine. I mean, we just hit eighty four and highway riding. Just hit eighty four. I'm saying. No problems. I'm okay, in the bike. So what was he on? Cruises. He he got himself a new rig. Yeah. I feel like we should have him talk about it, but he got a uh, a 1290 adventure. Sure. So, so nice how KTM. did you guys feel riding together? Did it feel like uh, no issues? You guys were both just pulling away? Yeah. Not having, I mean. No issues. I think the power to weight and the way that the power band is accessible on the... Street Triple made it pretty comparable in its ability to cruise. Yeah, because it's about half move. the displacement, right? It's about half the displacement. The power is about, what, 60% less power? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, no, 40% less power is sure. what I'm looking for. Um, so a little bit less power, but it also weighs uh, almost the same. Quite frankly, that, that 1290 is super light for what it is. Really? But the profile on it, and it's a twin, and the way that the power comes on is a little less immediate takes a minute to roll into where it needs to be, whereas with that triple, wherever you're at in the rev range, as long as you're, you know, upwards of 4,000 RPM, mm-hmm. you're ready to go. So I was able to, yeah. I mean, I think if we had a drag race, you know, I guess zero to 60 or whatever we wanted to do, it would have been pretty similar. But on the highway, I'm sure his highway, if he was in the right RPMs, he could have pulled away slightly just because so of the power So you guys didn't push it ever side by side to see how they went? You guys no, just we didn't really get out. crazy on it. Okay. Roads were a bit roads were a bit wet. A lot of people on the roads. I mean, we were in traffic. I mean, you know, traffic on eighty four. If anybody in the area knows that after work traffic going east on eighty four is, you know, you're stuck behind a car going the speed limit is about as bad as it gets. Not right. so ba- not so bad, but nonetheless, wasn't really time to. So did you cut off and go up around you know, Corbett and back through so Troutdale? We didn't. No, we just went eighty four. Okay. I think so. The plan was, I think Rob was going to head that way back. I don't know if he did. I didn't touch base with him today. On that, but uh, yeah, so I just went a little bit further north, got over the Bridge of the Gods, and played a little bit on Highway 14. Oh, he was going to go farther than the Bridge of the Gods? No, he was going to cut back from Multnomah Falls, taking the old highway. Oh, Instead of taking sure, the freeway back. Sure. Okay. So, the scenic yeah, Because he's not in Washington, so it wouldn't make sense yeah. for him as much. So. He had to get back to the Trout Deli area. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Went, stopped, took some pictures at Multnomah Falls, looked around, chatted for a minute. Kind of took off on our own ways. It was it was getting dark, right? It's still winter. It gets dark somewhat early, so we all we both didn't really want to lollygag. Wanted to get home before it was pitch black. Now the lights on that thing, since it was dark and you were riding home, how was that? They're fine. Fine. It wasn't awesome. They're good. I don't know. Good. They're lights. I, I thought that you were really impressed by these. Oh, they're lights. definitely better than anything else I've owned. Oh, okay. That's what I'm looking for because you're acting like eh, it's okay. Yeah, they're There's, good. They're lights. Yeah. I'm looking for, yeah, it was, the, man, it was phenomenal. It felt about the equivalent of in the car, which for a motorcycle is pretty good. Sure. Right? But it wasn't like it was, you know, 
Casey Daylight's lit up like off-roading in a Jeep with 15 lights. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. I, th- I didn't know. Wasn't like you can was add more lights. Yeah, that's true. I would love to see a Casey light bar. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll strap it to the helmet. I just want to see them wrapping down the front. Forks. No, over the helmet. Just a, a hoop over the helmet with six lights on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how that feels as you're going down the freeway. Yeah, it'd be all right. Okay. But no, no, it's good. Uh, you know, I'd like to get more saddle time on the bike. And as the weather continues to get a little bit better, hopefully. We had snow today, so. We'll see if it gets better, but uh, as the weather begins to turn into spring, I think it'll be a chance to really get out and ride more and get a better feel for the bike and understand more so what, uh, you know, what changes I may or may not want to make or how to kind of customize myself to it. Right. Yeah. You've talked about a couple different things, whether it be risers on the handlebars and some other minor adjustments just to ergonomics for some of these longer rides. So. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about those and how you end up customizing it. And I'm sure a lot of uh, uh, listeners are as well, kind of hearing what some of the possibilities are. I mean, a lot of the times, I think for me, getting into motorcycles, it was just get on and go, right? Not so much that there was a lot of customizations that you could make. I mean, obviously, handlebars a little bit, but uh, it's always interesting to see what people do. Sometimes it makes, I think, a bike look a little weird. To, to be honest, you know, especially risers, but uh, I know that you won't do anything like that. That form is pretty important to you, and, and I respect that. I was thinking a pangers. Yeah, you know, I just don't think anybody's done it before. You know, be I thought you wanted the white, the bicycle handlebars that kind of wrap around. I uh, thought you maybe I, take I the gold that. wings. That's, yeah, that's okay. what the GL has. It's, yeah. it's uncomfortable. I can't deal it. Oh, I thought that you'd just swap them over and call it a day, man. I can't. I can't. I can't get behind those bars, man. That's... Maybe it'd be better on this bike, though. You gotta give true. them a fair tr- shot, right? That's fair. Mini a hangers. I, I was thinking a hangers. I don't think anyone's ever done that on a street triple, so it's it's due. <laughs> yeah, don't do it, man. It's I'm, time. I'm worried for your life. Ah, oh, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I will say the turn radius on this thing is crazy. I don't know when you went and looked at it. Clock to clock on that is like the smallest radius. Yeah. So if you're moving at low speeds, I think I said that last week, but parking lot tur- turning or whatever, you can't. You just can't get that bike around. Mm-hmm. It is a terrible turn radius at low speeds. Which is kind of funny. You know, if you're turning in and, right, when you're uh, counter-steering, you don't need much of a turn radius to turn really hard. Sure. But when you're not counter-steering and going slow enough that you need to actually steer, it's terrible. <laughs> so, that threw me off again. Every time I ride it and get into any parking lot or anything like that, I get surprised when I can't turn the steer- or turn the bars any further. Get stuck where I'm at and have to make a big sweeping turn. It's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. It's okay. Just don't put your foot down. Yeah, I've already passed the test. I can do that all I want now. Oh, okay. Now I can duck foot it wherever I want to go. <laughs> okay. Just waddle alongside. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Had an interesting conversation. I know we have other topics, but just as a forewarning, our topics are related to what's happening this weekend in Portland, the One Moto Show. Oh, that's so our topic for the day? We're going to talk about what we hope to see Oh, and what our predictions are. Okay. So we'll talk about that. But I will say this. On Sunday, I had a buddy come up to me. Um, a gentleman, I guess, a buddy is the new term, we'll call it. Um, hadn't really spent a lot of time talking to him, but spent a lot of time on Sunday, I guess, looking to get into bike at the end of the month of February, getting his endorsement Ooh. and looking at getting his first bike. Ooh. Wanting to commute full time on it. So this is going to be his only mode of transportation. I think his wife has, I mean, they've got a car among the two of them. 
Okay, so this is a good candidate. So they still have and a car. family and friends, and t- like they have the she ability. She can't ride to the bike, cars. I'm assuming, or won't ride the bike, or maybe she might. I don't know. I don't know exactly the full okay. story. So we got into a bit of a conversation for, you know, longer than my family wanted to wait for. So they went home while I continued to talk, and then <laughs> we sat and talked for a few minutes. But um, super interested to see what happens. Kind of talked to them about good first bikes and and good options. So next week, I think we should get into that a lot more. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but in a very real sense, if you're new to biking, what you should be looking for. Uh, I mean, we, I guess we can get into that now as well. But understanding, you know, that he needs to you know, make sure we're not getting a bike that's too big for you. Right? A bike that will intimidate on your first year of riding. But also had the conversation of, you know, although there's some things that make riding, if you have the finances for it, much more safe, like ABS and traction mm-hmm. control. It's difficult to get that on your first bike if you're looking to get into a low-cost, low-displacement bike. Uh, you know, I've been really surprised as I've been looking on the uh, used market. There's a lot of 2000s bikes that have the some of those uh, features, ABS specifically. Yeah, I mean, it exists, but I think some of it is... It definitely adds a certain cost and is of a certain age that you're not looking at your, you know, sub-$3,000 bikes for the most part. Yeah, around four. But but you're, I mean, how many miles are you going to get into? There's going to be some maintenance involved. You need to consider that when, as a new rider. You don't want to be maintaining potentially your first bike when you first get it. But yep. But some people, it may be right uh, down their alley and they're okay with that. I don't know. Just that depends. was my biggest, uh, you know, he was talking about looking at, you know, more of the sport bike class. He was looking at Ninja 250s or 300s, looking at some of those sure. type of bikes, you know, um, an R3, things like that. Some Some smaller sport bikes. He looked at some of the smaller Rebel 300, the new 300s, or the old Rebel 250s. You know, different bikes that are, are smaller. So he's definitely looking at, you know, what most people would consider kind of a, a starter bike. Sure. I think, you know, if he gets into it, and it sounds like he has the idea of getting pretty heavy into bikes, uh, would, would move up somewhat swiftly. So my recommendation was definitely, if he's going to get a smaller bike like that, to definitely go used, so you don't lose any money on it. If he's looking to get rid of it and upgrade within a year or two no right he's, he's not looking at dropping an extra grand on something that's not worth that later but my biggest statement was definitely that um you know understanding what you want out of that bike and taking care of it so it takes care of you that was kind of my big conversation with him was that you know looking at used bikes looking at older bikes looking at any bike a lot of people that get into trouble on bikes like that especially for their first bike to your point something that needed a bit of maintenance and they didn't know mm-hmm. and when they went to emergency brake they found the front brakes were soft right. or when they went to signal turns out the bulb was you know two turns away from going out when they bought it and now no one knew they were turning and you know we're in a dangerous situation well, i think the biggest thing there is when you're new into motorcycles how do you know what right is yep when you talk about brake feel I mean, or how the power is getting on and how it's idling, how it starts, all of that comes into play. What is good? When when you buy a motorcycle, it seems fine and rides and, I mean, everything seems okay. It's working. The brakes work. Well, I don't know when they're bad. So I think there's some benefit in riding something new. That's fair. And then also riding something that's a little bit older. So you know what good in some sense, is like. My other big recommendation, to your point, but on a different side of it, was to get some buddies. When he wants to go have fun on a bike, especially if he's getting a sport bike, mm-hmm. 
ride with friends. Have people that are watching your back. They'll keep you at a good clean pace. Don't ride with, you know, there, there are hooligan groups out there that want to go just go full throttle all the time. But ride with a group that's going to watch his back and help him out. I mentioned, you know, he can ride with us anytime, but just a group that's going to make sure that he is only riding at the pace he's comfortable well, with, not yeah, pushing him to it thing. too fast. Whether you want to call a group a hooligan group, and a, a, a hooligan group, and, and maybe they are, but they have a comfort level yep. that is not going to be the same as somebody sure. else's that's just starting off, right? Correct. There may be a period of time where you grow into feeling and knowing your bike, which is what you're doing right now on your uh, street triple, where you're going to be able to go out there and, yeah. I mean, not advocating that anybody go crazy on their motorcycle, but push the limits a little bit. Sure. And, but on a, on a larger standpoint than when you're going and having fun and riding hard, you've got a group that's got your back and can help, right? Guide you through the corners or whatever, knows yeah. the area. But also, you've got a group of buddies that can, that know bikes a little more mm-hmm. and could check your bike, right? Jump on it, feel it for a minute, right? And let you know, oh, hey, 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 right? This feels, feels soft. Weird. Why is your clutch so grabby, right? What's going on yeah. here? What's going on there? Let's take it in and spend a weekend on it. Right? Sure. And so that, that was my other recommendation there. If you're getting into your first bike, if you've got friends that know bikes, even if it's just a little bit more, um, but are good influence, right? Someone you trust mm-hmm. with bikes and bring them along, right? It, it can't hurt to have somebody that might be able to give you some advice, help you out a little bit on what could be better. Because I've ridden a couple other buddies' first bikes. We're talking about uh, the CB200 a couple of days, I guess a couple of weeks back. And, you know, to me, the throttle was a bit sticky, yeah, which was a concern. I immediately got on and went, I don't know about that. And he was like, oh, this is just how it's always been. And, you know, he rides that way and he's obviously hasn't got hurt. And, you know, the bike doesn't have enough power to really accidentally do something that stupid. Yeah. Right. You can get a, get away from yourself, but you're not going to get to 103 seconds. Right. Sure. Um, but it's those things that if you have a buddy that knows better, can can definitely don't be shy. Ask. Right? I just, and that was always cool. Yeah. He came up to me and said, hey. I've heard you know motorcycles, you like motorcycles. You know, we were at church and he was like, hey, do you want to talk? Can you talk for a minute? And I said, of course, man. About motorcycles, we can always talk. It was after church and well worth a conversation to kind of help a guy out with his first uh, first yeah. bike. So you're going to get called again. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd, I'd love to. That's what yeah. I said, you know. Yeah. If you get a bike, you want to run it by, bring it on over. If you're nervous about, you know, bleeding the brakes or an oil change, bring it over. We'll do it out here at the shop, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to kind of create that community and, and help yeah, out. Bring somebody that doesn't have an emotional interest in the bike with you when you go to purchase it. I think that's always important, whether it be a car, a truck, motorcycle, whatever it may be. So I think that's great. But uh, I have definitely gotten into people's vehicles. Not always a motorcycle, uh, but in high school, somebody would get an old 70s pickup. They'd be super excited about it. And I'd start driving it and going, you don't need to be driving this. You need to pull this over and we need to go through it. So it's def- and they And they had just no idea. Yep. So I think that it's good to bring somebody along. That is not emotionally invested. And even if you are mechanically inclined to kind of be there and say, wait, that really, that doesn't sound right. Even though I know you're excited about riding this, let's, let's check it. So yep. good point. I like I agree. that. So what does this have to do with the one motor show? Nothing. It was just a great experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Uh-huh. So they're sold out. We wait, can't even go. Hold on. Do Are we supposed to stay on a certain topic? I don't know. You're the one that said we're going to talk about the one motor show and then change the topic. Work? Yeah, I don't know. I know. We're, <laughs> we're the best at this. I'm just trying to help, man. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Uh, pre-sales are, are over, I guess, for Saturday afternoon. So I we don't even you, get to go. You can still get in other times. Nah, we can get in line. We can? Yeah. There's still be a way to get in. We can sneak in the back. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's see how that goes. Oh, it'll go great. You said you want, you want to ride the Max down there? Yeah. What? Well, we'll see. I'm happy to ride motorcycles. There's free motorcycle parking. Okay. You in? Two up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm going with that. 
You can already tell where I'm going with that one. Get your freaking bike fixed. Um, <laughs> it ain't going to be by Saturday, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, and I don't blame you for that either. The uh, Yeah, it's the one motor show that's coming up this weekend. Thanks, man. I You know, after seeing it last year, going to your point of what am I expecting? I, Perfect. I don't want to expect... I, I, I don't want to set my expectations. Because I didn't really have any last year other than... I'm going to see some custom builds. I mean, if I start thinking that I'm going to see a whole bunch of Indians at the gate as we walk, I, I don't want to have that. I, I, the venue is quite a bit different. And yes. so uh, I'm a little almost disappointed that uh, that the uh, atmosphere is going to be different. But I think it also opens up some opportunities for something that I wouldn't, I can't even imagine. It depends on how into it the builders want to get, if they're going to bring some of that with them i mean i don't know if you've ever seen that but not just bringing a car or bike or whatever it is to some show but kind of setting up a uh an experience i mean we see it a lot when we go to these portland convention centers and everything and they bring in fancy uh, uh hot rods and and motorcycles and stuff i don't know if, if i'm going to see that so i'm just looking forward to something blowing my socks off man i want to see something that gets me excited to just go and waste money that that would be that would be a lot of fun actually okay. no sure okay what about for I, you so good bad or indifferent i have a few i don't know if expectations is the right word one of them is i i expect that there'll be more vendors given the new vendor uh, new venue vendor i venue? think yeah given the new venue there's more room for vendors to help cover the cost because the cost of entry really hasn't changed much at all really okay so uh, my assumption on that would be uh, the vendor pricing though has i noticed oh, that okay okay i was going to ask you what do you mean by uh the the price of entry so you're talking so, about cost of a participant yes just a patron a patron to show up look at the show watch oh, the oh, races oh, as a guest not even so what about for somebody to do a build what's the cost of that that's free that's free yep, to that's get your motorcycle invite. in there yep. why didn't you enter into your bikes yeah, so don't don't even get into that. Oh, okay. So okay, on the goals for next year. I'll say that once again every year. Every year. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Moving on. Yeah, that, that was that was harsh, man. That, that was because harsh. you gave me a hard time about the KLR. Okay. Shots fired. Okay. That's fair. Fair is fair. Um, but no, the cost of entry for just a patron to go see it all sure is the same. Um, but the vendor pricing has gone up. However, the venue is also larger for vendors, so right. I would assume that we'll see a lot more vendors and maybe larger scale vendors because this is an event. That you can market the location much better than the pickle factory, if you know that well, show. Parking is going to be a lot better. Yep. If you know the one show, access look at yeah. Everything. The pickle factory was great, right? I mean, friggin' Indian was the sponsor. Oh, I Harley Davidson it. was years awesome. Prior. It was awesome. So right. if you but know what it is, there was no parking, and yep. there was it was rather large lakes that people were parking in. Yeah, as well. that's true. I mean, you parked in the middle of one. Yeah. Well, that's the open parking right up front. If I was willing to step into a three foot puddle. Yeah, and you did. Yeah. It worked out fine. I'm shameless. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but I think this will draw, right? If you're trying to get bigger vendors in and saying the Portland Convention Center, you're getting a much larger group, right? Your, your reach on that is much further. Yeah. So I think there'll be more vendors, um, for better, like I said, better, worse, indifferent. Um, I don't mind that. I'd like to see what vendors there are and, and kind of get more into that. So I'm okay with it. We may see some of the smaller guys drop out because of the price of entry okay. for vendors. 
Um, unfortunate. It really. is unfortunate because there are a couple of good. There small... wasn't a ton of vendors. Though. It's fifty fifty. I mean, there was, it was. There was. There's always at least a room and a half. There was some interesting. Last ones. year was bigger than ever. There was about two and a half rooms full of vendors. There was. Uh, it was limited space though, and yep. so. And I think timing of when those vendors were manning the booths was a little bit interesting. Not as an absolute negative, but as we were walking around, I thought that there were quite a few that weren't open. I mean, you had to go and do multiple circles. And yep. We went in Saturday morning last year, and it was a bit scarce. I think that the afternoon probably would have been... It was busy. It was getting busy when yep. we left. So as far as being able to walk around did what we do, um, it was... It was good. But so you've gotten into what the venue probably will be. What what are yep. you excited about, though? That's what I'm really asking. I, I don't expect... I, I imagine that there'll be more electrics. I think that market, to your you're, point... But you're telling me what you're going to see there. What are you excited about seeing there? What am I excited about? Yes! Seeing customs. Okay. That's what, what kind of customs? What, do you, what kind of customs? What you kind of customs? the same stuff. Tell me what kind of custom. Oh, there, there's going to be a street triple. And nobody cares about that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, what am I excited about? I'm, I'm excited to see craftsmanship, metalwork, wiring. Okay, okay, I'm excited to see the build process on fully thought out modern bikes. I really like to see custom modern bikes because it's not just. Granted, I'm you know behind schedule on every vintage bike I'm working on, so it's not easy. I'm not trying to express that it's easy to do. But a carbureted, air-cooled bike is a relatively simple box. And you can do, if you are a skilled craftsman, you can do a lot with that. And the one show is renowned for having them, and there's always going to be a lot. I right. fully expect there will continue to be Absolutely. shovel heads and, you know, all these older old Indians, old Triumphs that are just gorgeous. Right. And pretty custom. But I always enjoy seeing the, you know... Desert Scrambler Ducati that's fully custom, or last year, Frank, the uh, the FZ09, or XSR900 that was fully custom, and all these bikes that are a little newer and more modern that involve a very different mindset in the customization, whether that be creating quick, you know, molds so that you can do your own fiberglass, or whatever material you want to use, sure. or, you know, 3D printing, or whatever it is, as well as understanding... You know, the wiring harness and all of the different things that go into making it a fully functional bike. Yeah. Even though it's a new bike, making it yours. Because I think that's the market that that builds the newer riders. I think everybody likes the idea of an old bike. I think that's what's keeping the local shops open, is everybody's loved idea of the new bike. But I think a lot of the younger riders want something mid-engine, mid-displacement. Mid-engine is not the right word. Middleweight displacement that can be customized. Right? I mean, we talk about Earl Motors and the painted on mud. <laughs> you know, we've, we've talked uh, about this. Yes, yes. Okay. But it's a, you know, it's a Ducati Scrambler that's customized. And it brings a lot of attention because you could buy the parts from them or have similar parts machined for those that aren't available mm-hmm. to make your Ducati Scrambler better off-road and look like that bike to a certain point. Sure. And I think that's what's exciting to the market is not necessarily the small guy manufacturing groups but the guy that the hobbyist that makes 15 brackets for a brand new indian scout sure and now the 15 other people can have a similar bracket because they went to his website or they ran into him at a swap meet and they can now get this cool custom bracket that minimum order quantity was 15 so there's 14 left 
Right. Right. So, so the question is, okay. So, and I and I haven't been to the One Moto show uh, multiple years. Will I see anything that I saw last year? And I guess more specifically, will I see the bikes that weren't finished last year at this year's event? You might. Uh, I mean, how the- do they work this? It's a is a random draw is it a draft is it a, a voted on by a panel how, how do they let these guys in again i know we talked so, about this but i'm reviewing it's somewhat first come first sir there's no, as far as i understand there's no real clear-cut acceptance rate uh they try to pick a certain number of locals but it's all based on entries received right people submit bikes that they want to have in the show and then basically the leadership of cc motors and the one moto show, which are kind of one and the same, will then select the bikes they want in. And it tends to be a very fair selection, right? They'll have half, 50% pretty large builders nationally. They'll have a bunch of small guys that have done a little bit of work. They'll have some friends. They'll have, right, kind of whoever they feel like variation. deserves to be there. There was some pretty good variation. Which is one thing, you know, I think that's why the show is always so good is it's pretty well curated. Sure. It's not just, you know, top five best coolest builds or, you know, top hundred best bikes that we can find get into the show. It's, you know, hey, we're going to have 75 really, really good custom bikes. But we thought these other 25 new builders look like they've got some potential. Let's have them in and yeah. see what people That's think. cool. We haven't seen this. Yeah. yeah. Bring it in. Whether it's cool, haven't seen it, or like, hey, this guy's local and really trying. Let's throw him in the gap. Yeah. Right? There's spots. They try to make well, they're space. They're advocating to, for people to continue getting into this. To excite the community, yes. yes. I think it's, uh, you know, it's always kind of been that way, that it's both local as well as national and international. We've had some international builds show up, but it's, uh, you know, there's not really a science to it as far as I've seen. It seems to be very much selected by the group to try to curate a, you know, a collection of bikes that gets people excited mm-hmm. about the industry, right? It's kind of that off-season hype. Sure. Everybody's not, you know, a lot of people aren't riding, so they can then go here and get their excitement out and kind of start building that that adrenaline for the season to come. Right. So, I, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any specific, yeah, theme or anything like that. The other thing I'm pretty excited about is having the flat track in the same venue. I was just going to ask you, that last year that was taking place in Salem. Last open. Forever years. Okay, okay. And so now this time, this year, it's going to be at the same location. At the same location. Right, and so that sounds awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, it sounds like at about 11 a.m. they're starting practices, so even if you go to the morning session, you'll see people practicing around. You may not see the main events and the big, the actual races that are... So can you see the practices without paying? No, I believe... I don't know whether they'll have the doors open if you can go in and actually see them, but you'll there's no way you're going to be in the venue and not hear them. Right. Right, so at the very least, That's you're going to hear bikes awesome. ripping around the track, yes. getting practice laps in before... Yes. They have a race, so there, there's definitely something to be said about that. You're going to smell the racing fuel, you know what I mean? It's going to be a a great event there. You know, they're, I mean, that's the cool thing. I know that it loses some of its character, it loses some of its charm at the convention center, but it brings everything under one roof to where it really becomes an a, event. A big event, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think that's okay. We'll see how the year turns out. Multicultural and faceted event. I mean, we all know next year it's going to be a whole episode with, you know, us talking about the show. So Next year? Next week. Did I say year? I don't know. I probably did. Okay. 
next week we'll talk about the show and, and what we thought because it'll be literally right after the show is when we record next week. Um, so we'll have some information there on, on what actually occurred. But our predictions, at least my predictions on this, will be that we'll have more bikes than usual. Okay. It won't be, for better or worse or indifferent, I don't think it's going to be all in one mixed group. Mm-hmm. My guess is the art and all those things will still be mixed in, but the vendors will be in a separate location, I imagine. Okay. I don't think you're going to kind of just pop in and see them randomly boothed throughout. Maybe I'm wrong and they'll keep that feel, but it just feels like this is going to be a much cleaner event. It's always been very rustic and, you know, local shop feeling. So it's going to be very sanitary. I think it'll be a much more sanitary building. So, I, I yeah, I think it's going to be more of a... Well, I don't mean just has the a building, place. but the, it's going to feel very sanitary. That's what I mean. Everything yes. will have a place rather than being a, sure. a big pot of awesome With this weird... Stuff. I, I just I, I love the pickle factory, man. You come around and randomly there's this hot rod and motorcycle kind of in this little nook like it's been planted there. And t- you know, it's been parked there for a long time. Staged very well. I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really cool. Uh, I definitely agree with you that we're going to see some... Some awesome stuff. I think we're going to have, to your point, you, I cut you off last uh, when you were talking about this, but we're going to have more electrified motorcycles. I think we're going to have some more custom ones. I think we're going to see one or two of those. I think we're going to see some um, big uh, big bore bikes that are uh, customized over the top. And, you know, I really did like some of the smaller bikes that we saw there. I thought it was a little interesting that we had some ruckuses and other stuff. But it's kind of portlandy it's kind of you know the quirk that we would see in this area so i think we're going to see some more of those i think that's actually we're going to see a lot more of those i would anticipate really yeah scooters and whatnot i think so i think so there's it's pretty big around here and in general in a larger community so i don't know how many they open this up to if it's the same size venue or same number of participants as last year we're going to see the same you know spread and if they're going to open it up to more vendors and more entries I think that uh, it's going to be kind of surprising. I kind of want to see some more flat track bikes, some custom builds in that regard. Uh, last year, Indian was there, and they, they were sponsoring it, so they definitely had a lot of their newer bikes. What's going to be there this year? Are we going to see some – I mean, does Indian have something new? They have the new new engine. They're going to be putting this in their, in one of their cruisers. And we got Harley that's got a few bikes. Are they going to be bringing point. any one of theirs? Are we going to see new? the new Indian cruisers? Yeah, are we going to see the new Indian cruisers? Are we going to see the new Harleys that they've got coming out? Uh, are we're going to have a live wire that people are going to be able to sit on. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I, I'm looking forward to kind of how they're going to try to play this because Indian played on it hard last year. And I think it was beneficial for them in this community. So I want to see what some of the other, uh, local, uh, vendors are going to do. We're, maybe we're going to have multiple, um, OEMs there in general, where maybe we're going to have Kawasaki. I, I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's a possibility. We could have a complete lineup from Indian and from Harley and from, Yamaha and still have room there, right? What's it going to look like? I'm getting excited. I want to see it. I want to put my feet over, uh, put, put, wrap my leg around a motorcycle and have, have some fun. Take what, off. What? No? They're not going to let you ride them? Well, they might let you ride them, but I don't know about wrapping your leg around them. I want to. They can go with me. I feel like I need to leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I, this year I'm curious. I think this will be, as far as I understood... I think they went all in with it on planning and development, but it's still the first year in a new venue, right? And yeah, it's going to be a make it or be break it, pains man. There. It's going to be a make it or break it. How well can they pull this off? So I think it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But, I mean, to that point, was it five years ago? I think it was five years ago the IMS show came to Portland. 
and was Portland was part of the rounds for the International Motorcycle Show. Yeah, and it never came back. Um, and yeah, and it was now it's all over other cities and, and doesn't come to Portland. And that's uh, you know something I think with regards to basic manufacturers has been somewhat missed. But at the same point, I will also say that our auto show, which is only a few weeks after the one show has done a really good job of incorporating motorcycle manufacturers. I'm sure that means that they're getting more money from these manufacturers, but they, they opened up an entire area to motorcycles last year and they had, you know, basically every, every local dealership had 20 bikes. So is this replacing that? So I I don't think it will for the auto show because it draws a very different crowd. I think the new basic bikes are significantly more popular amongst uh, automotive owners Right, they maybe don't own a motorcycle yet, but they look at the new FTR and they go, "Oh, that's a really cool motorcycle. Yeah, I should get into motorcycles." Right, so I think there's a place for that, and I appreciate that that's there. Um, however, I I do see that this might replace the IMS show. I mean, I don't I don't see a well, place... the IMS show's gone. It's never coming. What back. What I'm saying is, and that's not necessarily true because it does change locations every few years. Oh, sure, sure. But okay. I don't foresee yeah. that coming back because okay. of this. Okay. If the one show is big enough here that there's no need to come back twice. But in the replacement, what I really mean is that those manufacturers that would always show up at the IMS show Mm -hmm. may route their trucks in between IMS weekends to Portland so they can all show up for the one show. To your point, right? Will there be a lineup of each manufacturer outside or in the basement or wherever, right? That's the problem with the, uh, I keep saying convention center, but it's at the Coliseum. Um, At the Memorial Coliseum at the one show. Will there be room for all of this stuff? Fight right to the death. That's right. Two men enter, one man leaves. Yes. I'm going to win. Are you racing this year? What? Did you enter your bike into the flat track? You can't open entry, man. Absolutely not. You can. It's not ready. All right. Next year. Yeah, I entered your bike. We're actually. holding you to it. <laughs> the speed triple is entered. Oh. It, the street triple. Well. Sorry. Street triple. It'll do well. I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Nonetheless, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun this yep, weekend, though. An awesome yep. year um, for the one show. I think there's a couple of other competing shows starting to pop up oh. due to the complaints about location and all these, basically, you know, people that aren't as excited about the changes to the one show that are occurring. And having the races in the same venue has upped the price on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. If you want to participate in the races, ironically, you can just get a non-race entry and not worry about that. So I, I don't know why it's such a complaint other than location. But at the same point, the location is different and significantly less inviting. For, less inviting. For the the one show is going on the, at the same time. For a family event, this is Yeah, ideal. that's what I was saying. For, for a more community open event, I think it's more inviting. But for the custom culture... Kind of that vibe, gritty motorcycle custom. I think this is the right kind of move for happened. flat track racing in general. If you want to get more people excited about it, you do it in at the same time as another event going on. If you're up there and you're walking around just looking at the bikes and you hear those bikes down there, what are you going to do? Are you just going to stay up there? You're not going to care at all? You're not going to want to see? You're going to buy a ticket and you're going to go and watch the flat track racing. It's an awesome... It's... The way that it, it's going to help. Bikes it. going in circles. Popularity is going to increase because of moves like this. I agree. I think flat track is the one motorcycle racing division that's moving up yeah. every year. Um, I don't think this hampering. The, I, I think this is going to help it. I agree. I agree. It's not going to be the same. I think a lot of people, like to your point, really get excited about the way that it was. 
And I, and I feel bad for that, but uh, for me, it makes it more accessible. And so I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Be a good year. We'll uh, we'll be out there, so look for us. Right. I think you gave a hint on uh, if somebody does something, something else happens kind of a deal. Like, yeah. If and you if, can, then, if you can smack no, you Brad. You can't say that now. You're told them. You had to go tell them what episode to go look at. You're not getting this figured out. Come on. I, I don't understand how podcasts work. Okay. So I, I talk into this machine and it goes into the airwaves? I, th- I think so. I think it's right now. It's live. I think when I talk into this, your car listens and shares it with you. Yes. Or your phone. Maybe. Earpiece? Yes. All right. Anyway, we <laughs> it's we'll be there. Look for us. We'll be wearing Slacker Moto gear. Uh, you'll be able to catch us hopefully pretty easy if you see us. Definitely say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, at the one show, of course, we'll be there Saturday afternoon. That's the plan. Uh, otherwise, check out last week's episode for uh, the last two weeks for information on doing your work. We kind of talked about it a, lot, a little bit for new writers. Yeah. You want to learn a little bit more about or le- involve yourself a little bit more about when it's good to do your own work. Go to a shop. Check out the last two. Uh, otherwise, next week we'll be back talking about our thoughts from the One Moto Show instead of us just making up predictions like we are today. Yeah, we love doing that, though. I know. We love to just pretend we know stuff. It's, yeah. it's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> so true. Yeah. we. Uh, if you ask us, we know it all. Oh, you do. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. I okay. do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, check us out on Facebook, Slacker Moto Radio. Check us out on our Patreon page. Uh, please share this with your friends. Um, feel free to donate at just a dollar a month. Makes a big difference for us. Otherwise, we will uh, see you guys next week talking about the one show. Hope everybody has an awesome week, and we'll see you there. Right on! That was a different outro. Until next time, right on. What do you want right me to do on, with that? Right on, right <laughs> on. Want me to edit that back in? Until right. next time, right on! Ridiculous. Cue music. Mm-hmm.